You ready, Chris? You ready, Ben? Let's get it. Man, let's get it, man. Welcome to the Follow Den Lee podcast. We have our guest here, West Sinius of the Triple Threat NBA podcast. Triple Threat NBA podcast, yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. Um, I've been watching a lot of the snippets that you've been doing so far. Love it. It's it's just the, the, the vibe of it, the feel of it feels um, really cool. So I'm... I'm anticipating what's what's about to occur yeah <laughs> and it's funny because this the snippets don't really give you anything of the show it, at least they haven't it it doesn't but i think um just the specific, some of the people that you have had um and just the way they've responded to some of the questions that you that you provided in the snippets um, it just feels like a show with depth, and you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. you get that out of it, even though you don't know what the whole thing is. The 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 previews enough to be like, okay, like this is this this is getting my attention. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, so kudos to you, bro. Yeah, appreciate that. That's good to hear. I haven't gotten feedback like that yet. Hey. hey. <laughs> All right. So if so, it was uh, trash, I would tell you. Too, so. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> that would happen. I'm sure I would hear from you, everyone. It's like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, Wes, you know, can tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep, yep, yep. So um I essentially have a so I mean I feel like I'm a jack of all trades, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I do a little bit of everything, right? So, um, born in Brooklyn, raised in Boston, uh, spent some time in Florida, moved back uh, to the Northeast. Um, so, uh, at times when I do get angry, I guess I could have a little Southern twang. Um, <laughs> I would be from the Florida, but <laughs> but uh, the reason why I say I feel like I'm a jack of all trades is because uh, I'm into real estate. Okay. I'm into basketball. I have the podcast. I'm I'm obsessed with just like rooting, being a cheerleader for my kids. Um, nothing too crazy out of out of the ordinary, but um, I like to try out a bunch of different things and not be confined in just one space, right? So um, if it looks like something that's kind of cool, I want to kind of dibble dabble in it and like, okay. I did it. Um, I think I'm good. I'll move on to the next yeah. thing, depending on how crazy it is, right? Bitcoin. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, this, depending on the risk, right? So, and that's yeah. another thing I've realized about myself, too. I, I'm not, uh, for someone that likes to pursue, or that perceives themselves as a jack of all trades, uh, I, I'm not that. I'm not too risk averse. Like I like okay. to be a bit conservative with a, a lot of the things that I do and how I move. Okay. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I the general question of like uh, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. It's it's just too broad for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've known each probably known each other for some years, but not never really knew each other. Right, 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 right. Known of each other, been around. Yeah. Same. You know, close uh, circles. Yep. And you've how long have you been in Boston? So, since moving back to Boston from, so since high school, so I want to say like, uh, probably like the past 
20 years or so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Probably like, uh, yeah, past 20 years or so. 21, 22 years, yeah. All right. And then you, so you grew up in Brooklyn. No, no, no. So I was oh, born in Brooklyn. Born in Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. that's what I was raised. Grew, grew up in Boston, moved to Florida okay. in like around elementary middle school, then moved back to Boston in high school, wow. and college, and you know what I mean? So okay. Jay, you know, Jay and I, we reconnected okay. in college. All right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. this is someone that actually went to elementary school with for a little bit. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So back and forth, back and forth. But yeah, um, for the most part, yeah, I grew up. I'm a Mattapan kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so you bringing up Brooklyn don't matter. <laughs> nah, bro. Like, so it 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 matters in the fact that I share the same birthplace as Biggie <laughs> and Jay. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that will always be a. Th- you ask anybody that was born in Brooklyn and moved anywhere else. They from Brooklyn forever. That's a thing, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the fact that you share the same birthplace as Biggie, come on, man. I'm lit forever. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens in life. I'm lit forever. Yeah. I remember one one time we went to Brooklyn. Um, was it Brooklyn? Yeah, it was Brooklyn. We went to Brooklyn some years ago with Jay. Right, right, and I, right. And my ex-girlfriend was up there. So, we, yeah. well, you know, we was reconnecting, spending the, the weekend together. And we just ho- happened to, I forget the part of town we went, and we were looking to get something to eat. Mm-hmm. And this is like a New York story. Like, right. Anybody has a New York story, this is how it is. Like, we go down to this area, I forget where it is, not far from like the bridge to cross over. It's like into Manhattan, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for food, and we're just walking around, and we end up like seeing these benches outside in like front of a restaurant. And, um, so we're like, oh, what's this? So we walk up. There's a DJ in the in the window because they right. had the windows open. We're like, oh, what's this? They're like, oh, yeah, like $10. You can get a plate. They had some um, food on the side, and you can sit down and chill. It's a block party. Right. And this was like the beginning of it, so nobody was really there. We're like, all right, cool. A couple hours later, the whole street's packed. It's, it's What is it, Sweet Chicks? Well, it's Nas's restaurant, and I didn't know it at the time. It's not I, why uh, do I something, say it's Cheeks. You said chips? That's Boss. That's the one in Boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. So anyway, Nas' restaurant in Brooklyn. Right. He ends up coming. He's on top so of the restaurant. So Nas has a restaurant in BK? Yeah. And not in Queens? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we that's weren't in Queens. We were in Brooklyn for sure. Okay. And he's on the top. He was on the roof throwing, like, balloons off. People was going crazy. They're passing out water guns. This was when I first heard, um, what's he his name? He was there? Yeah. Wow, okay. This was when I first heard the rapper, what's his name? Um, he's with Rihanna now. Oh, ASAP. Rocky? No, the other one starts with a J, I think. With Rihanna? No, he's not with Rihanna. ASAP's with Rihanna. Yeah. Anyway, that was the first time I heard this rapper. Yeah. And he was dope. I was like, yo, who, who, who is he? And I think he was maybe early on in his career. Dope. And uh, what's the white DJ that was like from Boston? Uh, Clinton Sparks. Clinton Sparks was yep, there. yep. It was like the twins, twin the twin DJs. There's two yep. females in, yep. in New York. Yep. They were there. They were DJing. Oh, so Bro, it was it crazy. Was, it was yeah, crazy. It was, it was like one of the best days I've had. 
just remembering New York, like how summer, just that experience. Summertime. It was a, yep. Yeah, so I feel like summertime in BK, and it, and it has to be like that in Chicago. Chicago is one of those places I want to visit to in the summertime, okay. right? It's probably crazy for me to say that <laughs> because of a, a lot yeah. of the craziness that's been going on right. going on there. But it's always strike me as one of those places where summertime is probably just like a lot going on or whatever. And that's what I always appreciate about BK specifically, right? I don't know about New York as a whole, but BK specifically is that it's always one of those places, especially in summertime, always something going on. You can just always you can accidentally run into it, just like you guys did. That's <laughs> crazy. Accidentally, and it was a dope day, just a great day, amazing and yeah. free. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> free fun. You yep. know what I mean? So, yeah, that's dope. So, yeah. So, so to get back to you, so yeah, like yeah, in yeah. your life experience, so like what was your childhood like going from, you know, I have a similar experience just kind of moving around as mm-hmm, a kid. Mm-hmm. So, moving from Florida to Boston or Boston to Florida back here. Right, right. Yeah, what was your childhood like? So, um, it was actually kind of crazy, man, because when we left Boston and moved to Florida, um, if you just understand the wage difference between what you get paid in the Northeast versus the South. Um, my parents could not really afford to work down there and own two homes. Like, so we had a condo out in Boston and we left because of the violence. That's really why we left Boston. Um, the final straw was like, there was a shootout. Like we were having, um, like a movie night or something like that in the living room and I kid you not like right in front of our window like right where our car was parked it was just a bang out right there yeah. right so and not just like yeah and my parents was like ah, nah, we can't can't do it. you know they're raising two boys it's just like nah we, we be out yeah. so we end up moving to Florida but I ended up in a position where um, because I was the oldest so I'll say I was probably about 7th grade um I'm the oldest of four. So because of the wage difference, my parents actually ended up staying up north for a little bit and working. Mm -hmm. And I was actually home raising (laughs) my younger siblings. I was actually with them. Yeah. Um, in, In this brand new house, making sure that, you know, they ate. They showered. They were doing homework, all that stuff. Wow. And this is in seventh grade, bro. Yeah, was you that know 13, what I mean? 14, 13? Yeah, you're pretty much like twelve, uh, about twelve. Yeah. yeah, twelve, thirteen. So, um, once in a while, what would what would happen is like I think about maybe two to three times a week, a friend of theirs would come by, eat some cooked food, or you know, make sure that we didn't burn the house down, <laughs> we didn't do anything crazy. But for the most part, um. It was me and my younger siblings, you know what I mean? Like holding it down. So I don't know what was going through my parents' head. Like at the time it felt like it didn't seem like a crazy thought to me because I was like, yeah, I'll take care of it. You know what I mean? Like when I was up in Boston, it was, I was able to, to, you know, I, I would stay home with them when they'd be off at work. This is just them at work for a longer, <laughs> for a couple of days, you yeah. know what I mean? At a time. Right. Um, so it was, I think the only scary thing at that time is like, you know, when the teachers is like, yo, you know, we need to talk to, um, you keep picking up, where's your mom, whatever, oh, she's at work, you know what I mean? So I got, keep giving them a runaround, but 
anytime she actually needed to be somewhere in person, it was just a quick call and she was on a flight down. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't know that I would be able to do that with any of my children now. It's crazy, right? So I think I feel like especially for like our generation, like we were able to kind of I feel like everything is really sensitive now, and and for good reason, right? Because I just said I probably could I could not see myself doing that. Um, if my kids like when when my kids get to that age, like I can't see myself leaving, and then just living in a completely different state at the time. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of trust. You know what I mean? In yeah. a, in a seventh grader, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like the fact that yeah, you really gonna make sure these kids do their homework and bathe and all of that. You know what I mean? So. It's like at that age, most kids don't want to shower. Mm-hmm. Most kids don't want to, let alone making sure other people are doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think that was a pretty interesting experience because it ultimately shaped who I would later become, right? Um, in terms of just not someone who ever became a follower. Um, it immediately put me in a position where I was never going to be a person that would easily be peer pressured into doing anything. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you speak to anybody that has known me since we were younger to now, they would tell you like, you know, I'm the same dude that I could, I could be around a certain type of element, but I don't necessarily ever feel the need that I need to participate in order to feel cool mm-hmm. or whatever. And within that, that made me feel cool. Right. You see what I'm yeah, saying? So you were accepted for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And 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 um what's crazy is those same cats would tell me that too. They'd be like, yo, I respect the fact that we've been trying to get you to do this, but you just like you just on your own thing, mm-hmm. but you don't stop chilling with us. Even though you're on your own thing. Yeah. That doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, we could be in the same room, we could rock out, you could still be my mans, but what you do should never dictate how I move. You know what I mean? Like, we should be able to respect the fact that in our differences, we care about each other and we have a a, a level of respect for each other. You know what I mean? So, um, that, I, I, so even though it was a weird experience, I think it kind of shaped. Who I am now as a man, right? So, um, uh, but after that, uh, I would say though, I couldn't wait to come back to Boston. Um, I think that growing up in Boston, if 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 you know Boston, it's very segregated. Um, the West Indians live where the West Indians live. African Americans live where Afri- African Americans live. The Irish live where the Irish live, and the Italians are stuck in Revere. North End, Revere, all those places, you know what I mean? So, and so, um, and you could literally pinpoint exactly where the Vietnamese live and where the where the Jews live, everywhere. Like it's really, it's really that segregated. So, because of that level of segregation, um, I always viewed Boston as like mainly black and West Indian. Mm -hmm. I never realized how white it actually was. So living in Florida, we lived in um, a fairly uh, upper middle class neighborhood, even though we weren't that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was 
predominantly white right so coming back to boston meant to me that i was coming back into like a black culture you see how crazy that is like no one would ever associate boston with black culture but because of the because of where i was stuck like just i I wouldn't use the word stuck but because of where i grew up and the people i was surrounded by was predominantly black i couldn't wait to get back to that so when we moved back i was happy you know what I mean? I was like, well, this was a dope experience. I felt like I was in the Wonder Years episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd never experienced any, like, riding my bike to school. I, I, I never wow. went to sleep. I would hear, you know, birds chirping, no gunshots. It yeah, was beautiful. all day. You're not hearing Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, loved it. All I heard was crickets all night. Yeah. And it was, um, like, literally crickets mm-hmm. and frogs. So it was, like, a dope experience for someone that grew up uh leaving so listen we left Brooklyn because our house got broken into and someone stole my goldfish tank and then took the person the that he took my goldfish tank right the whole goldfish ta- it's <laughs> everything right and this, no but listen to this <laughs> the dude that took it yeah the next day was helping my father find out who took it and it was in his crib no way <laughs> it was in his apartment right so it was it was just one of those places where my mother was just like, yo, I don't want to raise any kid out on Eastern Parkway. It's not happening. Yeah. It's just as we gotta leave. You know what I mean? And and they ultimately thought that Matter Pan <laughs> Maybe they didn't know. Was, they didn't know. They they didn't know. You know what I mean? Coming from BK, I think you look at any other places, there's no way that any place is just as bad as this. And we're talking back in the eighties. Right? Really so cool. It's crazy the crack era you know what i mean so to them it was just like yo anywhere is better than this but then you moving into mattapan in the crack era you know what i mean so it wasn't any better so that's so we hopped out we hopped around trying to escape that and and you know kudos to my parents for kind of seeing that and didn't and didn't not wanting us to fall into any traps um but uh it wasn't a sustainable thing financially, right? So yeah, we, we found our way back. Uh, that's what's up. Yeah. So what what is your parents? What is your relationship with your parents like? Um, it's strange because for a while, like I said, when we lived in Florida, um, like you know, my pops was still up north, my mom was still up north, and she came down for a little bit and then moved back up. Um. I've always had a, a relationship with them where they they could at, at times they couldn't really be parents with me. It was more like like I feel like for example, there are couples that get into situations financially mm-hmm. where they don't discuss that around their kids. So their kids actually think they're good. Like they don't ever know what's going on. I was in those conversations. With my oh, okay. At a very young age, right? Yeah. Because um, they just kind of viewed me as being able to handle information. Yeah, you were responsible. I guess. Um, or wise. Something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever it was, so it was a strange relationship where it was like uh, I never, I didn't have a traditional, you know, son, father, son, mom relationship with my parents you know what I mean and it trickled down into my siblings because I didn't have the typical sibling relationship with my siblings as well where they kind of went to me as if I was 
their father mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah. kind of had a more parental role with them as well. Um, like they literally would come to me before they ever went to my parents for anything. And that, you know, pretty much remains constant even into adulthood. But like, um, it, it was, it, I don't, it was not a traditional relationship at all. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. How did that like, how does it, or how does it, or how did it impact you? It, in positive or negative, you know, like, because you know, a, we see, I like, know, I mean, I could tell you stories too, like, yeah, you look at the traditional families we watch in movies, and mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then we we see our life, it's not the same, bro, yeah. right? So I was lucky enough, I guess, to um, have grown up in a two-parent household, right? Mm-hmm. So I had my, um, you know, I had my father, I had my mother, whatever, but. um I think the way that impacted me in terms of the relationship that I have with them is that uh, okay. I'm not a person that is easily emotionally connected to people as the forefront of anything, like in terms of relationships, right? So the relationship is usually like, um, okay, like defined, right? So like, how are we friends? Like for you, for example, I met you with fantasy basketball, right? So it's like, okay, I met you that way. Now, if there's other ways our relationships build, so it's like I look at it as blocks, right? Yeah. So it'll build like that. But yeah. it's not it's not something that I would immediately put emotion to drive that and that affects you with your partners, right? So with girlfriends or people that I've dated in the past, um, it's, it was like that as well, like almost damn near transactional where it was just like, all right, well, you know, well, you offer this, that, and that, so I guess this could be something that I'm willing to entertain. Mm-hmm. But then the emotion could come afterwards. Yeah. And I think that's a result of the relationship that I had with my parents where it was, it, that's what it felt like. It was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't driven by emotion. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, it wasn't like a yeah, like a like I was never baby. Yeah, the, the loving and home no. and the no. nurturing. Like, nah, I was. I've never. been res- I've been a man. You yeah. would say right, handling stuff since you was a kid. So. Right, right. So and that's out. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, now. The way I engage with my children is the exact opposite of that. I make sure I don't do that. Um, I try to do everything that my parents weren't readily capable of doing at the time because they were trying to survive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my mom, Dukes, she came here. She came to America when from Haiti when she was uh, like 15, 16, bro. You know, she was. She didn't know the language. Um, you know. By the time um, she was trying to get herself settled, like she, she, well, by the time she had moved here, she was immediately kicked out of the situation that brought her here, uh, which was a family member that had brought her here, and she was sleeping on trains and stuff. You know what I mean? So, and we're talking like 70s here, right? So, um, for a woman to have been in that situation, a brand new country, doesn't speak the language, she's in her teens, she's riding around in trains and stuff and that's where she's sleeping um to you know having owning three four homes in different states <laughs> you know what i mean and 
and building herself up and making sure that her children went to college and this and that. Um, I don't think there was time mm-hmm. to sit there and focus on oh we that like the emotional aspect of anything. It was just like yo, we need to survive. So I need to work all these extra shifts and, and things to make sure that things are being handled. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, but I don't need to do that with my kids because I've been blessed enough to be in a position where. Um, I'm not chasing a dollar, yeah. thankfully. You know what I mean? So I have the time to to provide that to them. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when it comes to, like, influences, right? like when you were young or just as, a, as growing up, a young adult and everything, who are some of the influences that you have had? Right. Well, maybe before I get there, um, as far as your parents, like what? things positive and negative did you take you know to be who you are now like right. what things did you learn from well them? so it goes into the influences right okay. because those two were my they, literally the person that i am is a combination of those two people they were the major influences in my life and they and it's not even um on purpose that they were it was like ind- indirectly they were right so like uh well except for my dad like my dad was the type of person that intentionally would say things like, you know, this is how you have to dress in this type of situation. This is how you carry yourself. Um, you, like, in terms of articulation, like, you have to be able to articulate yourself. And he's like, this is a man that walked around with a thesaurus, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, in his car. Like, to this day, he has one in his glove, glove, glove box, you know what I mean? So he was very, um, we would have these uh saturday dinners where we would sit down around the table and he was literally teaching us how to eat like elbows off the table how to eat in public not letting the fork clank around on your teeth like things like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i don't know how many kids in my in my neighborhood had that half of them i said half 90 (laughs) percent of them didn't even have their pops around you feel me so for that I was extremely blessed to have that, you know what I mean? Um, and and that influenced how I carried myself through school, the job market, you know what I mean? Um, just, uh, just, just in life in general, you know what I mean? Just, you have to have a certain decorum or disposition when you're dealing with certain people. And being able to read the room, things like that. These are things that I learned from him that he actively tried to teach us. Yeah. Um, with my mom, it was more indirect. She was the hustler, you know what I mean? So with her, I'm literally just watching her just make moves, like, you know, um, paying off homes on a on a CNA salary, you know what I mean? Making like 5 $6 an hour, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. And um, leveraging credit to get to buy other homes and do this and do that and this was not something that she learned to do she was just looking for a way and she never sat down to teach me these things I just watched her do it and I picked it up probably subconsciously but I but I was always kind of aware of how she was always moving pieces around and to this day I find myself doing those same things you know what I mean um 
and and again it wasn't something that she could have ever taught me because i don't think she knew understood what she was doing it, I, I feel like at times it was just like an epiphany like oh shoot if i did this i could get this so let me do it yeah. <laughs> and there was so, no second guessing right there's no second guessing so like oh why don't i just try to pay off my house right now you know what i mean so everything with her in terms of my her influences towards me were all indirect and it was just me just observing her and how she moved and admiring that yeah. you know what i mean so those two absolutely that I, like i can't exactly who i am is a, is a combination of those two yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and who else do you have any others like that have influenced you as you've gotten older right so as i've gotten older i mean i i would have to say my wife bro because and here's why i've We've been together for so long that um, decisions, all the major decisions that I've made in life and all the things that um, are important to me are influenced by conversations and plans that I have with her. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it, there are aspects of my personality that could probably hinder me from achieving a lot of the things that I have to date. Um, if she wasn't around to kind of be that nudge or that like she's a Virgo bro so she's always like you know organized notes and all of that whatever and I'm a Libra I'm, I'm more laid back yeah. procrastinate whatever whatever <laughs> great ideas yeah. great ideas yeah, yeah. not so good with the follow through <laughs> excellent ideas you know what I mean but with her it's more like yo you know what I mean like did you did you get did you take care of that yet you know what I mean so having that person need that, around though need that yeah. so having that person you libra no i'm cancer cancer so having that type of person around right um it's helpful bro um and and of course she's been an influence because um even down to my health yeah. you know what i mean so oh, yeah. Yeah. I, i'm healthier now than i was uh, i'm in my 30s so i'm healthier now in my 30s than i was in my 20s okay. because of her you know what i mean yeah. so just um and her influencing how I eat and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. say it was, it's her. So, what, what, what were some of the reasons, you know, you you decided to marry her specifically? Um. So, I think it would have to go back to why we started officially like dating in the first place right so i remember when so we knew each other for a while but we've always you know i i was i, I think at the time that we met um i kind of understood what type of partner she could possibly be or potentially be so i do what most young dudes do it's like i i'm not really gonna mess with this one right now because i just want to have fun bro. yeah you know what i mean like she's yeah. too sick yeah like, you know what i mean like and everybody you know sorry to cut yeah you yeah off. no no i remember my mom or something mm -hmm. my mom said to me one day men yeah. don't uh like men don't know the difference between one woman and another i was like no nah, that's a lie maybe you don't understand that, that men yeah. do but yeah. men do we do because no no man is gonna walk up to michelle obama talking crazy no no you know not what I'm saying? And they're not all. walking up to Rihanna talking wild. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come not. with a certain level of respect because right. there's a level of interest, but there's known. So there's a difference. Yes, I mean, that's extreme, right? 
Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. On a basic yeah, yeah. level, that's yeah. it's so valid. So like what you're saying, you knew from her just how she carried herself. Right. Okay, I need to, I need to have my my joint together. Right. Exactly. I'm gonna deal with her. So and and it wasn't like one of those things like where where um it was kind of like well if if I deal with her, there's nowhere else that this could potentially go like I didn't see her as someone that I could just have a good time with maybe some other dudes may have perceived her that way you know what I mean because what's what's a queen to you maybe something else to somebody else you know what I mean so but for me I didn't I, I didn't I never kind of looked at her like that so it was just like I'm just trying to rock out have a good time whatever whatever so I remember it was on her birthday and she um, one of her people hit me up was like, yo, it's her birthday, whatever. And I hadn't spoken to her in like probably like over a year. Um, so I just pulled up anyways and ended up dropping her back off at the crib. And she was just like, yo, like, how come we never like made this happen? And I was just like, yo, honestly, yo, I'm in a, I'm in a position right now in my life where I don't have the resources <laughs> what that's, that's real. to be dealing with a shorty right now. You yeah. feel me? Like, I don't have anything to offer you. And she literally looked at me and was just like, well, why do I have to wait for you to have something to offer me? Like, why can't we just get it together? And I was just like. <laughs> can't argue with that one. <laughs> I, I have, like, every shorty that I've met up until that point, I feel like have always looked at me in terms of, like, um, if they knew what I was getting into, whatever, whatever, it was more like, yo, which, what can you slide me? You know what I mean? Like, like how can you hook me up? Like, how can you further my agenda? Um, so that was the first time I actually had a conversation with someone where they were interested in how can I build with you specifically? Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling this, I'm telling this, you know, young woman, like, I have nothing to offer you. I don't think you understand right now. Like, yeah. I didn't, at the time I didn't have a job. I was... I, I literally thought I was uh, the second coming of someone from Paid in Full, <laughs> if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, by that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. So I thought I was, you know, Trap God 3000 or something, <laughs> and and I wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, you know, that's just that's just like, you know, roadblocking mentality of growing up in your environment, right? But, yeah. like, I just was not in a good spot, and she just was like, yeah, I don't care like I, I i know what you are you mm-hmm. know what i mean so I, you can't argue with someone like that <laughs> you can yeah. try but you just can't yeah. um so she she was convincing you know what i mean so i was like all right cool i mean if you if you want to have like a lot of these broke dates like <laughs> feel free my <laughs> i mean yeah. i warned you don't don't come to me in three four months from now and not say but like but we've built a dope life yeah. together you yeah. see what I'm saying so where we've come from together up until now like that like from that point on dating I saw all the things we were able to kind of accomplish together how was that not the person I was gonna marry mm-hmm. why would I why would I break off something like that just to restart yeah or have someone else benefit from where I've gotten to now. You know what I mean? Right, so right. it's like, nah, I built all of this with this person. Nah, I'm going to marry you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? 
who, why would I, 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 I wouldn't even want someone else to benefit like that. Remember, I don't lead with emotion, so that next person. <laughs> yeah, it was all logic, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That next person would have to break through a lot of walls and stuff that she had already broken through, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, easy. That's what's up. Yeah. And you guys have a few kids now. Three. Three. Yeah, two boys, and the last one's a girl. So, so what are some of the things that you've learned, you know, to read from your influences and your life? or from your parents that you try to instill in them Um, or together, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I think my parents were huge, uh, huge um, within like the church community, religion and stuff like that. Right. I think because of things that I've either observed or understood about religion growing up um, that has kind of turned me off from it mm-hmm. um, still has not turned me off enough to not instill some of the things that I learned from my parents mm-hmm. in regards to that, right? So, um, you know, constantly teaching my kids um, about the importance of the Bible and, and praying and stuff like that. So these are all active things that we do. You see what I'm saying? So, um, but again, going back to what I was saying, there's a lot of things that I observed growing up that I decided, okay, this is how you guys did things. I'm going to do it the opposite way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So with my kids, I do try to lead with love. You know what I mean? So um, I hug them when I can. You know what I mean? I participate in, like my dad, for example, he was one of those traditional dads where it's like, uh, my job is to just work, put food on the table, and and you know what I mean? Like, maybe crack a hiney and go sit down and just watch something. Leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basketball games, stuff like that. My Ma Dukes really was the one that maybe once in a while she had time would participate in taking us to practices or going to watch or whatever I, I could count on I remember I'll tell you this yeah I was heading off to college and I was doing a like you know these little college tours whatever whatever and there was this one uh like um recruitment uh, tryout thingy where they just had a bunch of um, us upcoming college kids come in and we just were playing in this this tournament. It's almost like a recruitment tournament. It was weird. And my father was there um, by default. Like he was there, whatever. whatever. So it was now it was now Alabama. And I remember during the game, I caught a dunk. Right catch the dunk I, I come down I'm running back up the court and I just so happened to look up like I think either I almost like like after the, I, I was trying to look for where the ball was gonna land whatever whatever and I look up and this dude's mouth was on the floor mind you yeah. at that point I had been dunking since I was probably like 14 okay <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah now we're talking about like I'm about to be a freshman in college and this is the first time he's ever seen me catch a dunk <laughs> so i was confused like why is he why does he look like that you mm. know what i mean like and my mom has already seen it so she was just whatever 
it wasn't anything special, but this dude literally his jaw was to the floor. So that goes to show you his level of involvement in that in, in that arena. You know what I mean? So for me, the opposite of that is I'm at every game. I'm at every practice. I actively train my kids um, after work <laughs> when I can. Yeah. I spend hours with them um, upon hours and days upon days traveling, going everywhere with them. So it, I literally do the exact opposite of of what I had with them. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. um, the negative has become positives. Mm. You know what I mean? And the positives have, have remained from whatever influences I got from my parents. Yeah. Yeah. So that's dope. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like um, what they talk about, like, I don't know, breaking generational things, like curses, generational yeah, curses or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's, it's important. And I think I've come to understand it just in my life, like that, you know, our parents, you know, like you said earlier, that yeah. survival. Yeah. Absolutely. Like we're not really. In a state of survival right no. now Like things are generally good for us Absolutely. For the most part Opportunities are there Yeah you can say whether they're limited or not But still yeah. You know what I mean They're not the same as in If you went back to Haiti no. You know what I'm saying no. Or Africa or, no. or anywhere you know? no. So we're in a good state We just need to know that we can do it Exactly right? It's just a belief in self Absolutely yeah. that's all it is It's literally a mental thing Right Yes Yeah And I, it's just so many And it goes to like you know, like dating and like who you choose, like all of that is in our mind. Right. You know, and if, and for me, realizing at this state of my life that the, the decisions I've made for the last like 10 years mm-hmm. were all because of short, the belief and the shortcomings in myself. Right, right. The anger and the pain that I carried, you know, from my mother and father. Right. You know, and so the, the people I hung with was leading me down the path be just like my father you know what I mean? <laughs> but i'm like now nah, i'm not gonna be like my father but because of my anger i'm right. walking down the same path. same path right and because of the anger with my mom i'm choosing women just like her. right 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 and i'm like why am i so frustrated with them right <laughs> you're choosing yeah yeah and then until i come to a level of peace right then i can now attract the peace right you know what i'm saying yeah, that, that, that you really want in life yeah and so that's the thing with you know, different households, different families have that different level of like things that need to be broken. Mm-hmm. So then the next generation behind don't have to deal with certain things, you know? Yeah. Like my parents dealt, they, the level of trauma they've dealt with just coming from a place like Haiti mm-hmm. um, and coming to a, a country where um, racism was still at its peak, right? Like not that it's decreased, any more sense but we do have some liberties now that we did not necessarily have back in the late 60s 70s right when they were migrating here um so when you look at that plus the fact that they have to deal with um so racism from from white folks and then prejudice from folks that look like them who didn't appreciate them taking the lower wage jobs mm-hmm. and not participating in voting the way they shot probably should for the greater good of black people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the thing with when, when immigrants come here, they don't necess- their political views don't necessarily align um, with with what African Americans have probably been fighting for yeah. for for decades, yeah. right? Um, 
And so there's anger and there's trauma now attributed to them from all angles. You know what I mean? And just the culture shock within itself. So how do they not pass that on to their kids and how they discipline them? How is, how is their discipline ever going to be with love leading? It's always going to be with anger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're like, yo, I'm in this country. I don't understand what any of these people are saying. <laughs> Number one. Number two, you're, you're, you're wilding out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just angry. <laughs> so they, it's, 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 and, and if you can ever get to the point of understanding that, you have to be able to, to change things when you have kids. So I know a huge, to- a big topic is like the idea of like spanking your kids, beating your kids, right? Like, so if you if you think about that, like, it's understandable where that anger comes from. So if I if I as an adult can understand the psychological aspects of how my parents disciplined, why then if I don't share those same traumas, would I attribute that trauma to my ch- ch- child now? Mm-hmm. Why, why would why would I need to? I understand the language of the country of which I was born in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have opportunities that these folks didn't have. Yeah, I'm pretty good. So then, why would I? Why would I do anything that it was a result of any action that was a result of their trauma? To to it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and that comes from someone that's like. A logical thinker, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and you don't react in emotion. Right, right, I mean, right. for the most part, right, right? Right, But a lot of people, it's the other way around. It's emotion I, that, that leads that, and that messes you know, messes with our decisions. But you, you know? I think that you have to be self-aware. You have to, I think that once we as a community kind of do the work in understanding, like having some type of like, like just introspection, like just understanding who you are. Some, some, um, like I know everyone's big on like that self care and you know going to therapy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really just gotta sit with yourself and really think about not all the things that have happened to you or how your parents may have treated you, but what is their story. Mm-hmm. And if you understand their story or anybody that's that's ever done anything negative to you, if you could understand their story, then you can understand why you don't need to pass that on. Because maybe you're not sharing the same issues that they had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's literally you just have to be (laughs) self-aware. Yeah, and I think being self-aware leads to then that, like, understanding of others. Right, And, like, giving people that grace. That they because of their issue, whatever that they were raised, right? That they, I'm not gonna, I, like the the forgiveness, right? Like, I can let that go from you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna hold that against you. I might know need to know how I need to move with you. Oh, absolutely. That needs oh, to adjust. That. Oh. Yeah, that adjusts. But I'm not gonna like. And if I look at my parents, like, once I understand, like, man, like this is what you guys dealt with. Right. My father coming into this country, yeah. you know, as a as a teenager. And his mom not leaving him and coming here first, you know, and then his grandmother raising him. Wow. And then to come here, and then it's the same. His mom's not really taking care of him. His right, right. And his father's never really been around. So right. imagine a kid. And then you come to this country trying to learn English, 
dark skin, right. you know what I mean, in, in, in Boston, Oof. <laughs> you Oof. know, so, and oh, then, man. you know, and you look at my mom, you know, and the, the life that she might, you know, lived and my grandfather was abusive, right, you know, right, right. You know yeah. drinking, and yeah. military, oh, real man. hard, yeah, so, so that's, that's like no love there, Drink, drinking in the military is like and no so love there, I realized like that I'm, why do, why is my first reaction hard? Yeah, you know what I mean. Because right, that's right. what I, that's the environment I was in. It was right. a hard reaction. My stepfather raised me. It was right. hard. He wasn't really. It was no love with him. Right, right, right. The way he loved you was being hard. Like, yeah, gotta teach you how to be a man. Yeah, and is it? I know. Is that really that's a what question? A man is? No. <laughs> <laughs> so like. it's it's under once understanding these things about our parents and yeah. the people that come around us before us, whatever. Then it's like okay, I can now understand you and treat you. You know, a little bit differently than my how I might have, right. or letting go the anger and the right. resentment that I might have had, right, right, you know, right. towards parents or people or friends, whoever, because we don't know their story if we never really try to find out, right? Right, yeah. And so, I guess that leads to what you're saying, mm-hmm. like, what is a man? Like, what is manhood? Thank you for listening to the Follow and Lead podcast. You can reach us on social media at the email is followedinleadinc at gmail.com, Instagram, followedinleadpodcast, and our Twitter is followedinleadp. Until next time, take it easy. Word.